Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hello, Mr. Japan Trip. I'm sick right now, yay. Going to Nakano Broadway, seeing the Mandarake store, and just... Uh, I would stand there drooling in front of all of that Toku merch. I originally only wanted to be there two hours because I had, like, other I wanted to do. Yeah. But it was raining, and I spent, like, four hours in that place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. There's a lot to see. So hopefully it will clear up and be okay for all of the 30 minutes it's going to hit this not right there (laughs) (laughs) not right there or there you're sounding like a robot my god whoa nobody touched the jars my god netflix stop with your oh it's just gonna autoplay everything now we're gonna go for the intro okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) get it it all out sorry my throat okay for a minute there you screamed like a monster that was made to grow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i hate being sick all right i hear you buddy today on the power hour episode 128 dry we all right Mm. Today on the Power App... <laughs> Gosh, you're gone for a week in Japan. You get all rusty on me. <clears throat> Sorry. God damn it. I'm going to get some water. Give me like two seconds. Yeah, take your time, man. For those of you who will be listening to this on the blooper reel, Eric caught a cold in his travels last week. I was previously sick last week, so my voice is still not quite 100%, but it's much better than Eric's. So, forgive our diseased sounding voices and now on ranger command power hour ay 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 it's the ranger command power hour today on the power hour episode 128 rangers commentary the wannabe ranger plus enway dragonzord power recorded on october 29th and november 9th 2018 Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Summer Ranger up with your hosts, I'm Eric, also known as b 47 And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. On today's episode, we are doing a commentary on the Wannabe Ranger, which is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 2, Episode 4, or Episode 64 overall of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's the Wannabe Ranger. So the reason I chose this episode to watch, we needed to do a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 2 episode to fulfill our promise of at least one episode from every season of Power Rangers for Rangers commentary. And this is the first of only two times that the Dragonzord fights alongside the Thunder Megazord. So that's really cool. And then later in our Enway segment, we talk with the combat designer for Enway Games, Daniel Maniago, for the latest release, Dragonzord, which came out yesterday, if you're listening to this, on Saturday. So it came out on Friday, November 9th. Came out the day we're recording. The reason my voice is cracking so much is because... I just came back from Japan, and I got sick. You caught the... What was the thing that came out of Japan? Everyone was worried about the avian flu? I I did not get bird flu, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put that on me. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, it's it's definitely going around. I mean, I I had a head cold bad uh, last week, and yeah, it sucks. It's no picnic. I had to go to work and deal with people while I couldn't breathe, and I was hacking and coughing and it sucks i understand completely i went to japan for a week for work i had one day off to myself which was a tuesday and i woke up that tuesday with the beginnings of a sore throat which got worse (laughs) Uh, couple that with flying back to the states and couple that with jet lag 
and I've been trash and haven't gone to work on, on Thursday or today. Uh, but we're recording this now because I need to release an episode tomorrow. Yes, we do. So that's why we're doing this. There we go. So as everyone knows by now, these Ranger commentaries are a commentary track on a specific episode of Power Rangers that we watch together. You can watch along with us. And uh, it provides a, a commentary like what you would find on a DVD or a riff track. So we are watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 2, Episode 4, which is Episode 64 overall of Mighty Morphin. It's the Wannabe Ranger. We're watching this on Netflix. You can also find this in uh, any of the Shout Factory DVD sets that are fully available for you to watch. It was kind of a unique challenge to find a good episode that wasn't a multi-parter, but we found it. So on the count of three, <laughs> as I try to <laughs> gather yourself, it's fine. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the worst. I completely understand, dude. It was the same way for me. I would say Saturday night and all of Sunday at work. I was yeah. just, <laughs> yeah. so like yeah. I completely, uh, it's going around. It sucks. I hate the flu. I thought I was going to get off scot-free uh, this year from the cold and the flu, but nope, it found me anyway. Yeah, but thankfully we recorded the Dragon Zord segment a couple yes. weeks before I left Japan, and I sound fabulous there. So, yeah. <laughs> the interview is wonderful. You're gonna love it. The uh, Netflix uh, watch of the episode uh, is gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little bit of hard going, but we go get through. You'll persevere. I hope your recording software picked that up because it's. I didn't get any of that. Yeah, my recording software is working just fine. So you're gonna be. You're gonna be aces. Sweet. All right, so on the count of three, we will hit play for the wannabe ranger. One, two, three. You know, the uh, the season two montage of, of Mighty Morphin theme song is my favorite. Like, I love how all the clips come together. Yeah. Plus, I love the poses they do when they call the, like, Thunder Megazords. Yeah. Totally classic theme song. Mm, 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 mm. Zach's got cornrows. Mighty <laughs> Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> I do love the Thunder Zords. I think they're, they're really sweet. Cool. They're so cool. I remember getting those for Christmas, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was the best Christmas because I had so I had the the DX version of the Thunder Megazord where you could actually combine them and all that, and then I also had the remote controlled one that just rolled forward. Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah. Oh, that's one way to play basketball. Uh, right? Billy doing that front flip to dunk is a little much. <laughs> How do you even get that air? What the... Um, I don't want to make a comment. <laughs> it's like, Zach, you know you guys fight monsters on the daily for the last year, and you go and pull it crap like that? It's amazing you didn't get your butt kicked. Yeah, Oh, snap, something's happening. What? Couldn't you told this on the communicator? It's not really. Yeah, really. Uh, no, this just happens when you get some static on the TV. You just bang the side of it. It's all right. It's fine. Just bang the side of his tube. Yeah, just get up there and whack it with a broom handle. You'll be all right. Oh, Alpha. 
Ah, uh, yes, Lord Zed. He has the best theme music. Yeah. Man, he's such a boss. Yeah. I always loved that that Zed could transform regular objects into the monsters. Yeah. Jeez, Alpha. (laughs) (laughs) Alpha Ranger. Alpha Ranger. Guys, it's a small, like, five-foot robot. Come on. Yeah, for real. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds way dirtier now that I'm an adult. Well, Alpha should be great at this. <laughs> Neither do I, Alpha. Neither do I. Yeah. So do it. Okay, that's freaky. <laughs> that's- that's yeah. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> that is just not what I expected to hear from Billy. <laughs> Good on you, kid. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> that kid is, yeah, the kid is smart. That suit's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's a good one. No comment. I I, I bet the actors had fun like playing evil versions of themselves, though. Oh, I'm sure. It's so fun to play the bad guy. You gonna order up a banana a smoothie? Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez.
what are they doing that's so important? I have no idea, but... <laughs> It's like they're they're trying to tune into hi-fi. <laughs> and also, who was that person behind Jason standing next to Billy? Or yeah, that's right. I just stop and think. I'm I'm confused as to who's who's a ranger and who's not right now. No, it, it, there was oh, was Tommy with them? Oh yeah, yeah, it must have been Tommy. That's I'm like that's who I'm missing, Tommy. Oh, go Trini. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, add the Ron Wasserman. Oh, it's such good music. I mean, it's good in the cheesiest way, I guess. Yeah, take the fight. Fight. Wow, they cut that short. Wait, wait. So they they go from tuning in Billy's garage to, to, fu- to fighting. Yeah. And then we came here for some reason. Do do. You guys got to do a better job of looking around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. Like, at least go outside or something. There's tons of people inside the juice bar. Yeah, it's not good. Can't you turn it off? Oh, that took like 20 minutes. Yeah. I asked you guys to watch out for this place for 20 minutes and Alf was already going to kill himself? What happened? <laughs> Lord Zed had a very small window of opportunity that he completely missed. He totally blew it. Bogus baboon. (laughs) (laughs) Suit tiger, swords. Gotta love that Jew 2 footage. Yep. What? <laughs> Wait, weren't they looking at him the entire time they were posing? They were. <laughs> like, how do they miss him transform and then stand in line next to them? Oh, there's the gif. There's the gif, yeah. <laughs> I can kind of tell because in the Jutu footage, they actually made, tried to make Trini look more feminine. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, I'm really Trini, no! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's that bridge I was near, but I didn't oh, yeah? get to go to. Yeah. Ah. Uh. I gotta go back to Japan, man. Dude, I want to go so bad. I want to go when it's not like, you know, for work. <laughs> yeah. Let's go this summer. 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take my income tax return and we'll go. Oh. Oh, God. Could you imagine Ranger Command live from Japan? It would be pretty sweet. That would be the best. Oh! Fooled you. (laughs) That's basically the entire summary of this episode in one quote. (laughs) Man, he's nuts. Yeah. You might say he's bananas. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I love the camera work they did for this additional footage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fool you. Yeah, see? Yeah. This feels like a longer episode, too. It does. Like, it's actually paced really well. Yeah. Man, I, I love helmetless rangers. So cool. Yeah. Wow, you're so vain. <laughs> she was the valley girl. It made the- I was like, oh, she had the mirror, but it's got the Triceratops coin on the back of it. Yeah, why does she have a mirror with a Triceratops coin? <laughs> But my shield got better. Yeah. Tommy would never give up. <gasps> That's right. That, that that would have been a cheap uh, uh, figure arts repaint. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure somebody's customed oh, that sure, already. Oh, sure, sure. Gotta love those 90s lightning effects. Right. So wonderfully cheesy. A little bigger. He's like the size of a building. (laughs) Ah, I love it. They're so good. Yeah, the Dragon Zord. So blamely Godzilla. I just love it. I love every bit of it. Yeah. There's that tail swipe.
So there's actually uncut uh, footage of Jew 2 floating out there, and I'll probably link it in the show notes. But this was like a much bigger fight, and it, was, it wasn't it was the Thunder Zord. It was the Dinosaur with the, the Dragon Zord fighting Primator. Uh... Press random buttons crazily. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what's an alpha? Uh, yeah. You teleported away before you could explain anything. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> to... Oh, Alpha. Oh, Alpha. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was a fun episode. I really do dig whenever they do uh, doppelganger episodes. Yeah. Um, like this, or the one they had in the first season with the Putty Patrollers and Commander Crayfish. Yep. Like, anytime there's evil versions of the Rangers, it's it's usually a pretty fun episode. Yeah, this is pretty good. I, I, Primator was definitely a unique monster with uh, with some personality to him. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that that is that. That is the episode for the day. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good one. I remember liking that episode from when it first aired, so. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, this aired September 13th, 1994. Yeah. That was ages ago. Yes, indeed it was. <laughs> But it's fun to look back now and then see things like that Black Ranger and Green Ranger clip that is now an infamous gif all over the place. We have gift all over, yeah, exactly. It's fun to recontextualize how this stuff lives on in pop culture. Yeah, exactly. So we'll do one more episode commentary this month. It's going to be a light month for Ranger Command, only two episodes this month, including this one, just because Thanksgiving's coming up. So our next one will be a listener's choice with some of the remaining seasons that we have left. So look out for our poll on Twitter. And then, who knows, we'll probably make that also a combo Ask Me Anything About Japan episode. There you go. We'll do that for our listeners as well. Stay tuned, because the next segment is our great interview with Enway Games for the combat designer. We talk about Dragonzord and a tease of what's to come as well. So definitely stay tuned for that. And thank you all for listening. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll catch you later. See you next time. It's time for a Ranger Command Power Rangers Legacy Wars segment from Enway Games. Hey, listeners. Today we are back with our Power Rangers Legacy Wars segment with Enway Games. And today we are interviewing Daniel Maniago, combat designer for Enway. Power Rangers Legacy Wars has added the next Megazord to the roster with the long-anticipated Dragonzord. Welcome to Ranger Command Power Hour, Daniel. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, combat designer, can you tell us a little bit about what that means for your role at Enway Games and a little bit of background into how you got into the gaming industry? Sure. So I got into the industry around, I want to say, 2010. So originally I was doing content creation for uh, G4 TV. So I was writing reviews and and recording some videos, uh, video content. And soon after that, I was an author for Brady Games, uh, writing strategy guides. So I wrote the strategy guide for Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and for Street Fighter Cross Tekken. And right after that, I started working for, I feel like I'm in an interview, <laughs> 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 like a job interview. 
This is pretty much what I said at job interviews too. Anyway, I started working for a company called Superbot Entertainment. They were the developers for PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. I worked oh, as a community. Yeah. yeah, I worked as a community manager for that company. Soon after that, I worked for a company called Zigzag Zoom. They were a mobile publisher developer. So that was my first experience with working in the in mobile games, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And after that is when I transitioned into a. So for those last two jobs, I was mostly doing community management, and for for Zigzag Zoom, I did、uh, a lot of、uh, live ops, mostly like publisher work. But I transitioned to a combat designer for my last role, which was、uh, for a company called、uh, Xpec Entertainment in Taiwan. So I lived in Taipei,、mm. and I was a combat designer for Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition. Oh wow! Yeah, so I did combat design for that game. Came back here, and yeah, I, I heard about the role here. I applied, and、uh, we did a bunch of interviews,、uh, and the rest is history. <laughs> so、uh, as far as my role here, so you know, again,、uh, I'm a combat designer, so. I do everything from、um, designing a character's kit, like what the moves are, right?、Mm. You know, taking taking a lot of inspiration from the source material, and then from there, building the character. So you know how much EP the abilities are going to cost, how they're going to hit, what the clash type is, and then from then on, implementing it in the game. And of course, it also involves a lot of balancing and tuning. And I'm also、mm-hmm. working on balancing and tuning for all the characters. That sounds like a, a lot to juggle. So, when you're developing something like move set or anything like that, how much goes into actually building out that character for those moves? It's a lot, actually. The good thing is, luckily, Power Rangers. There is a ton of source material to work <laughs>、yeah. with, right? And, and a lot of the characters they have their own special, unique feels. So what we try to go for is extracting what the feel of that character is, and then how we can insert that into our game. As far as you know, how the attacks work and the EP works and the hit reactions and all that.、Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that goes into it, but usually we have a lot to work with. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, you know, you must get the the word. Okay, this is the next character we gotta work on. So you're like, probably okay. I gotta go watch these episodes for research and figure out the combat role. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Now, were you a, a fan of Power Rangers growing up? Did you ever watch it as a kid? Oh yeah, absolutely. I was nine years old when it first came out. I was a pretty huge fan, and it's funny that I got here and working on Dragon Zord because Dragon Zord was my favorite Zord. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I hated it because Dragon Zord. You know, he didn't really. If I remember correctly, he didn't get much action on his own. Right? It got to、right. the point once Tommy became a good guy and all that. The Dragon Zord would show up every now and again, but usually what would happen is he would combine. Yeah, he would combine all the time. And now, <laughs> you know, and I remember the very first season. I used to get annoyed because、uh, Red Ranger Jason, the T Rex Zord, he wouldn't really get. It was kind of the same thing, right? Like he would always <laughs>、right. combine into the Dino Zord. Not so much the Rex fighting by himself, right? So I, I remember when Dragons are released. That was like the, the next season. It was kind of a similar thing, and, and、mm-hmm. so it's funny that I'm working on this. So now I want to make sure that Dragonzord is really cool and fun to play, and he's not, you know, combining <laughs> into something else. Right? He finally gets his <laughs> his time to shine. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I was, I was a fan when I was younger. You know, I'll admit, once I became like you know twelve or whatever, I,、oh, sure. I kind of I kind of fell off the Power Rangers wagon. But I was definitely a, a huge fan for the first few seasons. Nice. When you've done research for other characters, have any other seasons like jumped out at you as like, oh, maybe I'll have to go back and check that out? Yeah, you know, again, there's a lot for us to pull from as far as source material and what we can draw inspiration from.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for Dragon Zord in particular, and it's funny because I remember, you know, he has like a、uh, his tail, of course, and he does a lot of tail attacks. And I remember thinking when I was younger, like, man, anytime he would attack with a tail. He would reuse that sort of. They would reuse that sort of that same、footage. tail. <laughs> yeah. <the same> <laughs> <laughs> like they would always play the footage. At first, they show his face, and then he spins around. Didn't matter who he was against. They would make sure in that footage to not show who the tail was hitting because they have to keep reusing <laughs> that that footage. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Dragon Zord, and he's mostly prevalent in the first few seasons. But、mm-hmm. we, we had enough material to pull from as far as putting together his kit. Please tell me you guys have him chomping on a smokestack or something. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, I'd have to review the. Footage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when he first comes out of the water, and then he just like rips a smokestack off an industrial、yeah. and just goes. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, 
not sure that that's appropriate for what we're trying to do here. (laughs) (laughs) As a fan of the game, as someone who plays, the combat Mm -hmm. mechanics are all very solid. The hits feel impactful. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you play games where the combat feels like wet paper and it's just, it's not fun to play. But with Legacy Wars, there is some solid feeling behind the combat. And I think that, you know, you guys over there are doing a great job with the game and and I can't wait to see how Dragonzord plays. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I should mention my background is in more uh, traditional fighting games. So uh, mm. I've been competing in fighting games for about 18 to 20 years now. And a lot of what makes fighting games special is the the feeling of the combat, right? Since the game absolutely revolves around the gameplay and the combat. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to take that experience from traditional fighting games to uh, what we're doing with Legacy Wars. And yeah, I agree. Uh, the team has done a great job as far as making the core gameplay feel really good. And especially on mobile, you know, it's a challenge to sort of capture that same sort of feeling that other consoles or PC or whatever, when they're action games, that same feeling that action in those games have on mobile. But I think Legacy Wars is sort of the game to look at when it comes to capturing that feeling. That's awesome. And this is something I'm curious about since we're talking about Dragonzord today. What are some of the differences or challenge when designing combat for a Megazord versus a just a regular ranger or villain? Mm, so I could tell you right away, one of the big challenges for Dragonzord in particular, I don't know in the last time you watched Dragonzord in, in the show, but he has kind of like those uh, stubby T-Rex arms, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? And you, you know, it, it's hard to, to do much with them because they're so stubby. So, you know, the very first challenge with Dragonzord was to sort of give him the range on mm-hmm. attacks that he needs to be competitive but still have it make sense for his kit right so it's it's a di- it's different when you're when you're designing warriors well uh, a lot of the rangers they're flipping around they're jumping around they're jump kicking and they have fireballs and all this but mm-hmm. when you're when you're designing specifically the melee combat of a zord uh, in particular dragon zord you kind of have to take some liberties as far as giving him the range that he sorely needs to be competitive for dragon zord we took special note of making sure that he has that that range to be competitive Mm. I would assume just because of the number of Megazords that are in the game, but correct me if I'm wrong, but is the development time for Megazords typically longer than a Ranger? I can't really speak to that since this is my first time working on a Megazord, but I will say that they're different in that Megazords, their kit is different, right? So they can't block, but yet they have more attacks. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to say at this point with my limited time here, as far as timelines and Dragonzords versus Warriors, but we we put in as much time as we can into into all the, the kits that we design and all the characters and Megazords that we do implement absolutely now how about some actual details on Dragonzord? because zach and i are recording this like a week and a half before he actually releases yep. so maybe tell us more of the details on his kit rarity that kind of stuff right so i'm gonna ask you guys first what do you remember about what he does in the show okay <laughs> uh finger missiles was yes. my yep. favorite thing he did okay Okay, he got finger missiles, okay. The tail, obviously, the tail drill. Yeah. Sure. But, like, <laughs> as far as remembering other attacks, I'm, <laughs> did he I'm do, not really I, sure. Oh, did, he, did, he, did he do lasers out of the chest piece? Did the red things do lasers? I don't remember. Is that... <sighs> I don't think so. I, I, I think don't think they... Yeah. <laughs> with, the red, with the red, right? It was more like he has like the, the five lights and then the big yeah. light in the middle. Yeah. I yeah. don't think that actually shot anything. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I'll double check after, after <laughs> the podcast, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Besides the missiles and the drill, I would hope he has maybe some kind of like bite attack or like some kind of ramming. Attack? Okay, because okay. okay. he's beefy. He's like a beefy Zord. Sure. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. So I have a, a list of the attacks here that, that I'll go through. So I'll start with the uh, the first slot. So the first slot uh, is the front kick. So it's it's basically like a like a kangaroo kick. So he kind of gets on his tail and uses <gasps> oh, both. I remember that from the show. <laughs> 
I do remember that now. Yeah, there was that, that funky shot where he went on his tail and like his feet kicked forward. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah it was a, it was a miracle that they were able to make that happen. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we have that in the game. It's a one attack move, uh, one hit move, I should say. Mm-hmm. Like a kangaroo, right? Gets on his tail and then kind of kicks forward. Mm. So that's the first kick. And, and I'll come back to this kick, how it works with the rest of the kit. So his second attack, it's called Dragon Frenzy. And... It's also, oh, by the way, the front kick is a strike. So uh, the second attack is also a strike, a dragon frenzy. He does two claw slashes and then he swings around and hits with the tail. So that that stock footage that you saw, (laughs) that's basically (laughs) an ode to to that attack. And this is also uh, a strike. And uh, the thing is with, with the dragon's art is that when it comes to his design, we wanted it to be so that Every time he attacks with the tail, that goes into a destabilize, right? Because the mm. tail is probably like his most you know, pronounced appendage that he attacks with. So we want to make sure that if you manage to hit with the tail, that you get some bonus damage afterwards, right? So uh, the sure. idea is any of the attacks that end with the tail, which is uh, destabilize, you want to follow with front kick because it's one hit and you, you kind of maximize your damage off of the destabilize, right? Because off of oh. the destabilize, you get the extra damage. So you want to do Dragon Frenzy into front kick if you can these are good tips <laughs> yeah, yeah sure yeah just, just giving some tips out right <laughs> so uh for the third attack it's uh dragon stomp so a stomp on its own for a megazord you know it's that whole problem with having no range right mm. you know megazords they can't really lift their legs up too high and dragonzord he's not really a character that flies so i know goldar has a, a stomp attack where he kind of flies up or yeah. know, jumps up really high and that's not really feasible for dragonzord so instead the idea is that Dragonzord is controlled by Tommy, and in Legacy Wars, I think it's uh, V1, he has sort of this uh, quake attack. Yeah, the green. Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of giving him something similar from the stomp. So he has uh, one attack on the stomp itself, and a quake projectile that that follows afterwards. Kind of has that green glow, sort of like Tommy's. And so if you do it up close, it's two hits. If you do it far away, it's one hit. It's not going to reach full screen, but it's mm-hmm. going to be good enough to help out his his range problem, basically. And oh, that's cool. a yeah, and that's a breaker. His next hit is his blue, which is a headbutt. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sort of charges forward. With a headbutt, we put some range on it to make sure that, you know, it actually hits if you counter like a strike mm-hmm. with it. And this attack is going to cause down. So if you manage to hit this, uh. you get some free damage afterwards. But of course, it's his only blue attack. So you really want to use it strategically if you mm-hmm. can. Uh, maybe bait out their blue and then blue back, that kind of thing. But uh, really useful. And stomp and the headbutt are slot two. Okay. And for slot three, we have the dragon missiles. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, the finger missiles. It's going to be his only attack that goes full screen. Mm. But of course, he he shoots five sets of missiles. And uh, <laughs> right now, we have the EP cost at six. And mm. so it's going to be a bit, you know, it reaches full screen and Megazords, they can't dodge projectiles, right? So right. you're going to really want to, yeah, it's it's a really good attack. You can't avoid it. As, and it's a breaker. So as long as you are able to get it off and not get countered by a strike, you want to use it, you know, full range, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's going to do some good damage. For the last uh, attack, it's Tail Singer. This is a strike. And this attack, he's going to swing with his claws once and then he's gonna use the drill on his tail so kind of like bore the drill into you and it's gonna hit multiple times from there yeah and and this is attack since it does use the tail it is gonna end in a destabilize so you want to follow this up with front kick if if you can Mm -hmm. uh if not you can use the stomp or the headbutt as well the headbutt if you have you know that's like your last resort it is one hit but it is your blue right so if you can you want to save that for more of a functional purpose rather than a damage dealing purpose but it's another one of these attacks that you want to follow with front kick so the dragon frenzy and the tail stinger end with a tail follow it with the front kick if you can uh, to get that extra damage from the destabilize i should mention too that as far as dash canceling and attack canceling uh, mm-hmm. in megazords they're they're a bit more stiff than the warriors where the warriors it's kind of obvious where you can dash cancel and you know really get combo right. swing and all that for the megazords it's not as pronounced but i wanted it to be a bit more pronounced for Dragonzord. So he's going to be a bit more agile in that regard. So you should mm-hmm. be able to always combo off of the tail attacks, you know, as long as you have enough EP, right? So dash cancel out of it or attack out of it when you manage to land those attacks. Be on the lookout for that. So for the ultimate, <laughs> we have something special for this guy. So do you guys remember when, when Green Ranger was still a bad guy? Yeah. 
there is this moment in the show where the Dragonzord versus the Dinozord, uh-huh. right? And Tommy actually jumps into the cockpit, right? It comes in through the back door and he's yes. messing up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. From it, yeah. So for his ultimate attack, he's going, uh, the Dragonzord's going to shut down. Tommy's going to uh, appear and jump over to the other Zord what? and sort of like mess <laughs> and attack the Zord from, from inside. So, uh, I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of hard to describe what it looks that like. That is uh, amazing. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to describe what it looks like, you know, just in words. So I'll let you guys uh, check it out. When, oh uh, man, <laughs> that is freaking hilarious. That is uh, awesome. And that's with his ultimate when you use that one of those uh, slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. Oh man. So functionally, it's going to work as a projectile where. Tommy is the projectile. <laughs> so he's going to fly at the enemy Zord and go inside and, and do some damage from within. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how that looks just from <laughs> like a scale perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll see. I, I won't be able to do it justice by explaining it to you, so I'll, I'll wait for you guys to check it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that is so awesome. Dryan Zord sounds really, really cool. So just what was it? like working on this just from you know being a fan of the original series yeah it was hype i mean i'll tell you right now like nine or ten year old me would be like <laughs> dream, dream come true you know would never have guessed that i'd be working on a power rangers game implementing dragon sword into a game but here we are uh it, it, was, it was a lot of fun and again you know he's a legendary right he's a oh, legendary okay. rarity so we wanted to make sure that you know he was really special and sort of a, like a, a love letter to dragon's Zord fans mm-hmm. you know i myself am a dragon sword fan so i wanted to make sure that he felt really good and uh, was a special kind of character that people wanted to play as very nice well i'm definitely excited that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah i think people are gonna really like him can you talk a little bit more just about his play style so is he a little bit faster compared to some of the other megazords or is he slumbering around kind of like in the show a bit if he slumbered around the way that it, in the show <laughs> like he wouldn't be able to do any damage you know <laughs> like even in the show i remember watching the shows like yeah th- that's definitely a guy in like a really heavy suit <laughs> He's somehow more lumbering than than dino zord was but i will say that his strikes are a tad bit faster than other megazord strikes mm. and the thing is there aren't too many other zords that have destabilize on their strike attacks right. so with that said he's more about ep management when it comes to getting combos off because you again you want to take advantage of the destabilize on the tail attacks to, to combo afterwards right okay so given the speed of his strikes and the canceling that he has on his attacks dash canceling and just queuing up other attacks you know after you mm-hmm. know, the last one that you played he's going to be a bit more agile compared to the other zords in in that respect but again he only has one full screen projectile right. and even the dragon stomp it doesn't reach full screen so you will have to sort of maneuver when it comes to uh, getting your offense started but he is fast enough so that it is viable nice so there's definitely a a balancing act right there where you have to trade off the moves versus giving him a a weakness as well right i'm really looking forward to when he drops and and seeing everyone's reaction but uh, i am really interested in how players are going to play him you know, so I want to mm-hmm. watch videos of when he drops and, and really what everyone's doing. And of course, you know, we will monitor closely sort of what he's doing versus all the other Zords and any adjustments that we might have to make down the mm-hmm. line. But I think people are going to really enjoy him regardless. I'm just hyped for it because, yeah, Dragon Zord was so awesome when, when <laughs> I was a kid, too. And yeah, I'm glad that all the staples of the character are there, especially like the finger missiles. That's yeah. <laughs> when it whenever those did the like do 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 yeah like, that, that was <laughs> that was that feeling like yeah this is gonna kick butt yeah surely on the show they had some like bottle rockets or something yeah it was really nostalgic you know watching the old footage and see the mm-hmm. dragons are you know he has like the black and green motif going on and he really looked uh he stood out uh, on the show at the time right yeah because you're so used to watching, you know, Dinozord and, you know, always kill him with the with the sword attack and all that. And I remember it was really cool when 
not only when the Green Ranger was released, but when the uh, yeah with, with the Dragon Zord that came with it. It was really it was really fun to be a Power Rangers fan at the time. Very cool. Sounds like you guys really nailed it. I can't wait to get my hands on it in the game when it releases. The missile attack that to me encapsulates the memories I have of Dragon Zord. Watching <laughs> watching each individual missile go and you know like I can't wait to play. Uh, I'm super excited, and I know a lot of the fandom is too. Yeah, yeah, we we had to we had to add the missiles, right? We had to add the tail. <laughs> And then for the rest of it, we just had to do what we could with, you know, with his little arms. You know, he does what he can. (laughs) (laughs) And Chris, I just wanted to bring you in here. When we were initially talking uh, about setting this interview up and and with Dragon Zord, you said that this is probably one of the most requested characters in in the whole game, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had the luxury of working with Enway since the beginning of this project. Fast forwarding a year and nine months prior looking at all the community sentiment and whatnot, and just following how the community reacts for each Zord or character or what have you that we've added to the game, there was always one thing that they always mention is like, where's Dragon Zord? (laughs) (laughs) And lo and behold, here we are now to where, you know, we've gone through so many campaigns and we've come to see the game flourish over time. We just felt like this was the right time. And again, when we, we make these moves and these these decisions, you know, we work with the IP holder Hasbro in mm-hmm. determining uh, the best time to release a character. Yeah, I don't know if this is too much behind the scenes, but why now for Dragon Zord? What it was is that when they were creating the game and at the time, you know, the, like kind of like in the past segments, I, I might have reiterated this before. I'll reiterate myself again. The first thing that we started with was, hey, we wanted to launch with the movie itself. So if you guys remember watching mm-hmm. the movie, uh Arguably, it was all right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they had some nostalgic music over there. They they added some some interesting battles there. Rita was pretty cool. She's very modern, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the tie-in in the very beginning was working in conjunction with the release of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then slowly but surely over time, what we did was that we we focused on different series. We wanted to make sure we hit MMPR first. Arguably, one of the most popular seasons. Right. right. For in, in Power Rangers history. And then slowly but surely, we would introduce different seasons. So that's what we did. And then the first time around, if you guys could recall, and I'm sure the listeners will come to understand and realize this, that when we first launched Megazord's New York Comic Con last year, yes. that opened up so many doors, so many opportunities, right? And from there, and kind of like what you mentioned earlier in this cause, you know, how long does it usually take? Well, speaking on behalf of Daniel here, who just kind of started on the project and talking a little bit about behind the scenes of what Jesse mentioned before in our live streams, when it comes to Megazord creation, it takes a little bit longer compared to creating a character itself, right? Because there's so many things that we need to think about when we're creating a Zord and just looking at their moveset, it just so much more level of articulation and everything that we have to consider when adding it to our game. And Dragon Zord alone is like, it, it just so happened that this was the time that we had set forward on our roadmap. It was always a Zord that we wanted to get in earlier, mm-hmm. but it just so happened that through all the campaigns that we've gone through with promoting the movie, cross collaboration with Boom Comics, with Lord Dragon and Black Dragon, finishing that campaign, going into New York Comic Con, introducing Megazords for the first time. And then right after that, by far one of the most successful campaigns that we had with Capcom, introducing Street Fighter into the game mm-hmm. itself. A lot of these were monumental milestones that the team was super excited about. And just by chance, Dragon Zord just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And then come after the Power Morphicon 25th anniversary campaign that we did, surely it was going to happen. And, yeah. and remember last segment when I said, hey, we've got a special character that's mm-hmm. coming in. And we finally get to talk about it. And I'm so happy that with Daniel by our side here... You know, we're able to to create one of the most iconic Megazords out there. So really excited about that. It's almost like a back to basics. You did all these campaigns and it's like, let's get back to our roots with Mighty Morphin. That's what it sounds like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, we wanted to draw back to the core fan, right? And mm-hmm. introducing new seasons and then coming back to it. Say, hey, guys, by the way, we haven't forgotten about you. Yeah. Dragon Zord's coming out and this character is going to rock your world, man. This, this, this guy's going to be so awesome. <laughs> 
I just want to do that <laughs> ultimate with Tommy. Like that. <laughs> Daniel, anything else that you want to say to the listeners? Anything you want to get out there for Legacy Wars? Sure. So the very first thing that I worked on joining Enway was uh, Titanium Ranger. And, uh, you know, I, I was... I don't want to say nervous, but, you know, when you first join a new job and, and, you know, you want to make sure you're doing a good job. And especially when it comes to something that you're working on that gets released out into the wild, out into the public, mm-hmm. uh, it was a, it was a bit nerve wracking. Right. How are people going to react? That kind of thing. And it seems to me that the reception to Titanium has been really positive. And, you know, the day that he released, I was watching all the live streams I could. I was watching all the YouTube videos <laughs> and I'm really I'm really glad that that people. People enjoy Titanium. I know he's a monumental, you know, important ranger, right? Mm-hmm. The first American non-Sentai ranger. And I really want to thank everyone that, you know, is playing him, you know, recorded any content or footage with Titanium. Uh, it meant a lot to me and it really helped as far as my confidence goes in, you know, creating future rangers or warriors or megazords. And thanks to all the fans who supported us uh, through getting Titanium Ranger out there and just playing him, really. And yeah, big shout-outs to the team for uh, rallying together to get him out there on time. Nice. And yeah, I'm just... It's for the same thing with, with Dragonzord, by the time this podcast releases, he's yeah. going to be out. So yeah, just play him as much as you can. I want to see what everyone's doing with him. Give us uh, all the feedback that you have. Stream yourself doing it. Record some YouTube videos. Anything I could watch, the, the, the more the better. <laughs> Daniel, it's been great having you on the show and you're more than welcome back anytime to talk about new characters coming out oh yeah thank you so much i'd be glad to be back thanks for having me oh yeah absolutely so chris any more <laughs> you gotta tease <laughs> it's, it's that time right oh, okay okay yeah yeah so remember when we said that the, hey you know when can we expect to see more villains well it's it's coming the next one that's coming is going to be quite interesting it's arguably a character that uh we've gotten a lot of talks with the community we've gotten a few hits here and there and saying that hey you should add this guy you should really add this guy it's a very niche community you Mm. know but a certain group and i will not name them uh, for the sake of this podcast (laughs) (laughs) alongside in discord uh they know who they are and that would dm me and every now and then it's like chris you should add this character. It's like, all right, I got it. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Noted. It's going to happen. So he will be making a debut in Legacy Wars in this quarter. So I'm happy happy to say yeah. that. Alongside additional Rangers from different seasons that we have yet to introduce. So there is going to be some really cool stuff there. When it comes to introducing characters, we'll look to do different campaigns. Um, What those campaigns will look like will be a little bit longer than what we usually do. The typical one would we have like a little banner that kind of mentions like, hey, you know, so and so is releasing at uh, usually on a Friday of that week. Mm -hmm. Look forward to seeing more content within the week so that you can check out the, the you know the character moveset video the nway live stream that we usually hold and so on and so forth so expect a little bit longer campaigns that kind of teases out these characters ahead of sure. time and then alongside with that we also want to do different fun things similar to what i did with the doggy kruger campaign when i tried to do the 100 yes. crybot challenge and failed miserably <laughs> i did not get to 100 wins i got like 30 30 wins um, yeah playing against the community there's no way i could have gotten 100 wins, these guys are hardcore things like that and, and it kind of draws back kind of like what daniel mentioned before in this interview where mm-hmm. you know staying true to the ip staying true to what we can reference off of and if there is an opportunity where myself, Jesse, or whoever I have on a live stream could replicate or, if anything, mirror an experience coming out of the Power Rangers series, mm. then we will do it. We will do it in different forms where it could be an in-game mission, an in-game challenge, or better yet, me or Jesse going on the live stream and creating an experience for users to be able to play with us 
and relive the moment mm. for better lack of terms. Yeah, I know when you guys did the Power Rangers 25th campaign, there was that one challenge where you had the Rangers versus the Rangers that were in the anniversary special. And so it was like you were fighting against the evil Rangers like in the show. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then that, that cares to show once again with our lore master and, and hopefully I will get her in in one of the future <laughs> segments and talk more about what her process is like. But again, staying true to the IP, really doing our research as much as we can and really promoting it in that sense so that whoever is playing our game or even if you're a new user for that matter, you will come to realize that something looks fairly familiar, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's the characters that are in game, whether it's a specific moment that we recreate, we want to encapsulate the community with all those different types of experiences. Absolutely. It sounds like a lot of amazing things on the horizon with the game and we'll keep doing the segments and have these nice surprises and reactions. We actually got someone on Twitter today, they guessed at the character to be released, which it's Dragonzord, but they brought up a Quantum Ranger from Time Force. Oh, okay. Well, uh, he is very <laughs> popular, and I will tell you that looking at future development here, yes, big possibility, but nothing that I can tell you is right. 100% something that we're going to be doing. And I want to just make it clear to the listeners that for every character that we have in our roadmap, which, you know, obviously we talk with Hasbro with in making sure that whenever we want to promote them or release these characters, it will continue to change. Right. Mm -hmm. And in, in that regard, even sometimes within the month, within a couple months prior to release, sometimes we just need more time for certain characters to be able to develop them the right way. Some characters just take a little bit more time, whereas there's other characters that are a little bit more straightforward. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing that I do want to add as part of the teaser, and, and a lot of folks that, that did watch the live stream, they already know about it. But for those folks that do not tune in to twitch.tv slash nway underscore games, just have to put a little plug out there for <laughs> us. Guys, if you don't watch it yet, please do so. You will learn so much about the character itself, and it'll pretty much sell itself. Mm -hmm. that's basically what we do in those live streams is not only do we promote the live streams but we want to make sure that before the character itself releases you guys get a chance the community gets a chance to to take a look at it and get to see how a certain character performs now granted some of the times that we over there we, we usually lose doesn't mean <laughs> that the character itself right? it's, it's a matter of them just really trying to figure out oh okay so this is how the character is like yeah. this is exactly what i can expect to see when it releases the day after mm -hmm. so that's the whole point of that and then the last thing i do want to mention is that come november which is within the next few days we will be focusing on some balance changes all around you heard it from jess in the past live stream before you will hear it again in this segment we hear everybody's feedback in the community and we understand that balance changes is a part of fighting games in general. Yeah. And you will continue to see different meta change drastically over time. Now, what that timeline looks like, whether it's every month, every two months, every three months, you know, we, we kind of take a look at the data that we have in-house and we make that determination. So we just felt like this upcoming November is going to be a, a great time for us to kind of rebalance the game and really shake a little bit of the things up in terms of meta sounds good and we're looking forward to it sweet that's pretty much all i have shout outs again for daniel for coming down and uh checking out this podcast really appreciate it and like kind of like what you mentioned there Eric. maybe in future segments we'll be able to get more different folks alongside i want to be able to introduce more of the guys here in the studios because it's it's not just one two three yeah. people it's everybody mm -hmm. right and I want to be able to focus on different segments depending on what we want to introduce to the community. Absolutely. And we reiterated in, in a past segment, but this is an evolving segment to our listeners. So anything that you guys want us to talk about, any suggestions on topics, we're uh, totally open for that. And uh, really, Chris and Daniel, thank you for taking the time out of your guys' busy schedule, especially on a on a hectic Monday, you know, still developing some characters. So <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me. And yeah, again, shout out to the entire team here. Everyone here works hard on the characters that come out. It's absolutely a collaborative effort. 
it's been a blast so far. Looking forward to things to come. All right. So listeners, anyone who gets dragon Zord, start doing uh, live streams and, and YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to it. All right. All right. Well, thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph, and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Truckee B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks.